This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ. And welcome back to the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod, episode 21. So the show, in terms of number of episodes, has reached legal drinking age. Not that it stopped anybody who's on the sh- on the panel tonight. So tonight joining me, I have Hack Guy Cat decided Hi. to join us once again. Hello. What am I What am I paying you in this week? Because we know it's, it's not cash. We doing goldfish crackers again? It's a, yeah, it's a one show contract again. It's a one show contract. Yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, we are, yes. and then also joined freshly, newly married. Congratulations again. And Thank back you. from his honeymoon in Jamaica, the soccer Breitbart conspiracy, Chris. That's all I you got? I don't feel I have any special conspiracies. I just accept when certain things aren't correct. Sometimes we don't see ourselves the way others see us. And that's the excuse we're going to go with tonight. So that having been said, um, I guess the the international break is over. Leagues are back in session for whatever it is. Um, MLS is getting closer and closer to the playoffs. And where do we want to start? Um, do, I guess the local. Do we want to start with the local news? I think is that the best way to go. You know what? You are the host of the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod, so I'm going to let you go ahead and choose where we're going to start. But we, what better place is there, TJ? Than to start with the sale of the Chicago Fire. Sale of the Chicago Fire. Houtman is gone. And based on the reaction of Twitter, not a moment too soon. Actually, he probably stayed at the farm a little too long. Don was <laughs> sad. Too long. Don, was, Don was crushed. So, <laughs> and so now they have a new owner. And apparently the move to Soldier Field is more <laughs> or less done. They will be at Soldier Field next year. The interesting yes. And he did a string of interviews. Um, Mansudo, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, that's he. He is a uh, impressive and competent guy. I don't think that uh, the with Hoffman, it always seemed like sort of a side project that he was just. It was a thing that he had, you know, that from afar. Uh, with Joe, I think that he's going to be heavily involved, and he seems like the type of guy that will not settle for the type of crap that we've seen here over the last what decade. So. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a very good thing. I, you know what? And I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, he's a Chicago guy and he's got Chicago pride. There's no, in the sense of you just, it needs to be to a certain level and he doesn't feel the fire are. And I, you could kind of start seeing that I felt, and, and I'm sure you, probably you, you as well, Pat, when he bought, started buying in last year, you started seeing some of those changes happening and you know, I'm not going to say I think this is a bad move. I think this is an excellent move for the fire. Um, a couple of interesting things I noticed in his um, barrage of press conference uh, meet, meetings with the media he did. He covered like pretty much every right, major writer for the fire. He got Sanlo. He got um, Guillermo. He got the Tribune. Um, who else am I? I mean, he got the yeah, he got all the three, uh, the Herald. So, I mean, he got all of them. And in there, a couple of things that of note, Soldier Field isn't the beginning of a move for another stadium. That's the move. Yeah. I'm ki- I, and I we'll like see, it. You know, we'll see in a few years, but 
I, 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 not seeing. I think his logic is solid. I, 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 after hearing him say, "Look at Atlanta, look at Seattle," he could probably, if Portland had a stadium of size, Portland would be there too, and there'd be other teams. They can out. You can outgrow a soccer-specific stadium, and he feels Chicago should have enough of a, a fan base for soccer that this should be supported and being back in the city. My only concern is the same one I've always maintained is that feels crap year round. I, I'm, I have my concerns about that. Um, the actual op- turf. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the location is, is pretty amazing along the lake and it, you know, it's a, it's a little bit further from public transit than people realize, but it's fairly easy to get to. So it, it, it's, it's fairly central, fairly easy to get to. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, the area around it is is a lot of fun for tailgating and that sort of thing. But but yeah, the actual field condition for for Bears games, as we've seen, is garbage. Uh, to the point of you know, are there the is there the base there that they could you know draw forty thousand in that place consistently? Yeah, I mean you you've seen it. You've seen it with Mexican League games with with uh, other major games in Chicago. The people are there. It's just the fire were non-existent in a lot of people's minds, and they they need they have the work cut out for them now. It's not the move isn't going to be the one thing that that gets everybody excited and going again. They're going to have to you know sign some players to get people excited. They're going to have to remarket the team and reintroduce the team to everybody. If they're not changing the name, you know it doesn't seem like they are now. Um, they need to no, make I sure everybody's real with. He says he's keeping the name. Now, I did see a yeah. rumor on Twitter, and I and I don't know I, if I, how much I, stock I put into it, but the rumor is that they're going to switch to blue, and the new logo is going to have nothing to do with the fire department, with the, like the fire department base logo. It's going to be I, a, it's going to be a fire emoji. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I, I I'm not sure how much stock I put into that. Um, I can't see him making what that would be the jump. Point right of away. that. Like, it, refreshing everything would be good but switching to blue i don't understand why you'd do that well if you do it with navy blue i mean would that be i i don't know i i don't know i i'm curious to see but it sounds like he it sounds like he has a plan um it sounds like he's gonna be a little bit at odds with nelson in that you know because nelson really didn't care about homegrown players really didn't care about building a usl team or maybe nelson, that was Hel- maybe that was Hellman. huh nelson needs to go i think his leash is a lot shorter it's it needs to he needs to be done it's time for somebody else he's failed and, and i i don't know i don't i'm curious and i know we will find out is how much of this is nelson how much of this was helpman and the lack of a budget given to him to do anything with it in terms of growing to adding a USL team to using. Yeah. I mean, they, they the spend from a salary cap standpoint, they spend, Sure, but they don't do, they don't do the, and what he they fails do, there. Well, and I, and I, we, we will disagree on that. I don't think he has fully failed in that. I, I think they don't make the playoffs in a league where it's easier to make the playoffs than it is to miss it. They just, it's, they suck. It, it you can't failure. There's there's no way around it. Like, it's a league of parity and a league of of more teams make the playoffs than don't, and they consistently don't make the playoffs and haven't under him. And it, you know, if you're spending money and failing, you're not making the playoffs. You're failing. It, it's he needs to be done. 
Well, and I guess we're I guess we're gonna we'll find out about this really quick. I, I like I said I think he's gonna have a little bit of a little bit more room, but end of the season we'll I guess we'll find out. Um, but it sounds like Mansudo is big on he wants to use the homegrown players, and I can't say I disagree with that at all. I think there's a lot of soccer talent in this area, and I think it is an area they should be. They should have one of the best academy systems out there. And they don't even have at the they're they're in the top tier, I believe, of the the two tier DA now. But they don't even have a is it? There's an age group that they're missing a team. Like I think it's U19. They just straight up don't have a team. And that's uh, also that's ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. And I'm I'm wondering are, are there other Chicago clubs? And I couldn't remember. Was soccer's in it or something like that? Yes, I, and soccer's has teams at every every level. I'm almost positive. So right. So and I, I thought that was the way they justified it was well there's enough other clubs that have academy level that have DA teams that we can draw from, you know and based on the territorial rights I guess that would work but I yeah I think it's a I agree it's a horrible look they should have the team they should be the one that is pulling everybody in um, I mean they now have a twenty thousand seat stadium not doing anything that they should be the next thing should be a USL team I. To me, this is. To me, that's how. I think you, if you want a club that's going to be successful year in and year out, you have to be willing to go spend. Agreed. But you got to have the academy system and the and the USL side to draw from. That I mean, those are especially those are MLS, Yes, because you can't you can't fill out those bottom spots without it. No, you and you fill out those bottom spots with the guys who come up through that system. Right. LA, the LA Galaxy were became very, very good at it under Bruce Arena. I mean, Galaxy Two were the first ones to make the jump into USL. I mean, from a from a development standpoint, and then FC Dallas is masterminded. If, how many players have come out of their academy system? It's a lot of teams are putting money into it. Um, I know Atlanta United put a ton of money into it. I mean, they basically when they came into existence, they took Bocanegra's academy and basically bought it out and made it theirs so i think that's a good i think that's a good step and i and i feel that will develop a lot of goodwill towards the soccer community at large because now they'll feel like they're a part of it when they can start seeing their players in get pulled into their academy system and actually coming up through the ranks instead of being basically given the finger and told to go away so if Nelson doesn't embrace that, yeah, he's going to, and I, I, I think that's going to be the kind of the come to Jesus moment for lack of a better term, either you're going to embrace this type of system and you're going to use mm-hmm. it or you're going to go away. You're going to do it like Chuck Blackmouth or you're not going to do it at all. That's what we call Carlos Bogenegger on us fan TV. TJ, I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. I think Chris came up with that. I don't remember that, but I, I'll take your word for it. So, so four games left. I mean, the fire, what, absolutely demolished the crap out of Dallas on Saturday. I, I got to watch a little bit before Charlie's game started, and they looked good. It was weird. Yeah, they and gave them the mushroom. <laughs> Four nothing spanking, and then, and what? And they've got, I, I feel like they've got the easiest schedule coming in that's remaining. I mean, yeah, it's two road games, but it's Orlando and Cincinnati. You should take six. I hate to say it, on the road, you, you, these are six easy points. The hardest game left is the one with Toronto at home. And Toronto, if they've clinched, might start sitting people down to rest them. You never know. At least you can hope so. So I think the playoffs is doable. Maybe I'm the optimist on that. So um, I mean, it's 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 a league where, yeah, 
it's easier to make the playoffs than not. Of course it's doable, but they got a lot of things they got to... They need other things. I don't think they control their own destiny, do they? Don't they need other things to go their way as well? I'm looking again. I haven't looked. Not going to lie, haven't looked that closely. I'm looking I'm, right I, now. I kind of, I've got I'm the kind internet of, at my fingertips. I kind of feel like if they get if they get nine out of nine, they should be okay. They should, should do it probably. Yeah. And I could. And the the question is, will seven get them in? That's kind of the. I, I think if they get a loss, it's done. But I, if if they can get seven, that would be the where I would want to look. They at. are on thirty six points. Uh, sorry, sorry, thirty seven points in ninth position. Um, Montreal is also on thirty seven ahead on goal diff. New England holds the seventh spot at 40 right now. New England has a game in hand. Sure. So, and the Red Bulls have a game in hand as well. So mm-hmm. Toronto looks to be safely in there. At least they should be. They're at 45 points. So maybe yeah. in that last game they're they would rest some players, not even bring them. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's nine points is this is the fire. So I'm not going to say they will, but. Nine points is is definitely possible here, and um, they're going to need what at least a loss from New England, and then let me look at the goal diff and see how that's fifty two forty three. So maybe that shakes out. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they need a few more dropped points, but uh, we'll know soon. Um, but if they if they lose one, I. It, it, if they lose right. one, it's over. Yeah. And I don't even know that seven does it here, but we'll see. Yep. Um, and we'll, we'll touch on this because we did get a question about. I I put out the put out the on Twitter the old Twitter machine asking for questions, and we got one. Yes, it was my brother being a smartass. I'm sure <laughs> I, it, because it's the only way he knows how to be. Why do you well, guys suck so bad? Well, because I'm hosting. Is this show, hard work? <laughs> Bill writes. As a matter of fact, <laughs> he he decided to get our opinion on one Francisco Calvo. Fire acquired in early May for salary cap space, funny money, call it whatever the hell you want to call it. He, Calvo was a captain of Minnesota United prior to his departure, or at least was the season before. He was an all star in 2018. And they got him for like a couple hundred thousand in gam tam jam flam whatever whatever you want to call gam (laughs) and he was only too happy to see him go because apparently when goals are scored against calvo they're always somebody else's fault and if he's not yelling at some another player he's yelling at the referee mustafi (laughs) (laughs) we will get to arsenal later hold on And he, he pointed out the numbers, and his numbers were, let me, and he, he kept saying that Minnesota United without Calvo has been very good. Well, that's true. I mean, their they're positioning in the, you know, their positioning is they're third in the West, sitting on 48 points. Yeah, they're, they're better without him. The fire, on the other hand, it's the question is, how has he been for the fire? And he said, and his point was, even to the eye test, he says the points, you know, points per game, they're better without them. They're, they've moved up in the standings. He said to the eye test, they're better without them. Now, Pat, this is more for you because you actually watch the fire. Chris, I know you take a you fiend interest most of the time, probably like you are right now. What is Chris doing on this show? What's he going to add? I think he's going <laughs> to. What do I ever add? 
when we need a good conspiracy, we'll go to Chris. Um, that to the eye test, the fire. Think of the fire before then when they had what is it? It was either it was, was it Marcelo and Schweinsteiger or Marcel Kappelhoff and Schweinsteiger in, in the back pairing, and as opposed to Calvo. To me, I. I I always thought this was a, a, a good idea because the simple reason is Calvo is not asked to be a captain here. He's not even close to being a captain. That's Dax and then Schweinsteiger's right there with him. He doesn't have to worry about it. Organization in the back, he doesn't have to worry about. Schweinsteiger takes care of that. What I felt, the reason why I liked the movie even when I made it is it took any sense of Kapelhoff being paired in the middle and put him out wide, which solved the problem at right back, which both outside backs were a problem at that point. So... I thought it was a good move, and that, to me, when you have Schweinsteiger back there with him, I thought I think Calvo is fine. He, he has somebody helping him so he doesn't lose his mark as easily. He has somebody who controls him where he doesn't have to blame the referee. And, it, and what I've noticed is the Knights, when they don't have Schweinsteiger, like the New England game, for example, that's when things seem to go wrong. Calvo, yeah, that's true. You know, true. And, in terms of Calvo, in terms of full Calvo performances that Willie was referring to, the only one I can think of he's had this year was that San Jose game where he just kept getting lit up when they lost four nothing out in San Jose. And wasn't that his first or second game with us? It was one of the early ones, yeah. Yeah. It, so maybe you chalk that up as he's hacking it on a new team or whatever. But but yeah, I I don't think it's been a. It, it seems like it may have been a good move for both teams because Minnesota's doing well and. I think we're slightly improved. So. One point se- I, in the games he's featured, and I didn't do the math like based on if he was a sub or starter. When he has been in the lineup at any point in the game, they are one point three goals against. And the games he did not play, they're one point seven against. So a little bit better. Yeah. Half. A, I mean, half a goal. And then now, now if you take the Cronholm Howlers out of the way, <laughs> where were they really? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> The Cronholm Howler, which I feel like almost isn't every game game occurrence these days, but Dollar anyway. Store Manuel Neuer. <laughs> that might be the best analogy I've heard out of that. <laughs> so, all right, so Champions League resumed today, correct? Correct me on this one. I indeed it did. It did. TJ. It did. And one, and we're going to talk about this because there's a couple of things in the Champions League. Now, I will be the first to admit I didn't watch it. Guernsey was playing. I watched Guernsey. You guys can laugh at me all you want, but hey, and you guys will. I can't even handle it. Nope. <laughs> because I really could give. I have no. I have no rooting interest in the Champions League. I just. I don't. There's no team in there. There's no team in there. I really follow that closely. So anyway, that said, one. Was Scott J. Racine Case's own Jesse Marsh, who the fire didn't feel like they needed to hire, that Montreal decided, <laughs> hey, you're fired. First American yeah, that, first huh? American manager to manage in the Champions League and comes away with the first Things winning went American well. manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of did all right today. They kind of did. It's kind of like he built up through the Red Bull system and it seems to be working. And then the other side of the American coin that we're going to talk, we can address and let you guys go into because you guys were watching these game. Christian Pulisic, who left, who left the national team camp yeah. early, Chelsea, hasn't seen the field since. 
So yeah, that didn't uh, that didn't go so well for him today. He did. He was the opposite end of the spectrum from Jesse Marsh. So are we are. Is there any concern on either, from an either national team perspective or just a Chris uh, Pulisic fandom perspective or anything like that? I mean, look, you certainly don't like to see. Um, The, the guy we're pinning so many of our, our uh, hopes and dreams on as, as Americans um, uh, sitting on the bench. That said, he is a wide player in this Chelsea system, and there hasn't been as much need for wide play. Um, and, I mean, he's had some good moments, but on the whole, I think you have to say at best, you, you'd call this an adjustment period for him. I, I don't think it's a whole lot different than, say, Pepe at Arsenal, another wide player who very, hasn't... Very I don't think he's been poor, but he hasn't been as successful as you'd want, except for the fact that Pulisic hasn't played in the last two games, and maybe he's got a knock that we don't know about, but I don't think that's the case. So. Um, it's a little bit, I'm a little bit nervous about it. And I, I like, look, I'm all for Chelsea failure. <laughs> um, I love it. If, if lamps falls flat on his face and it brings Jose back, hilarious, except I don't know what that means for Pulisic's future. But it seems to me that Chelsea sells their surplus players to Arsenal. So maybe in the end, this will end up working out and Pulisic will join Arsenal. But um, I, I'm... he went through these periods at Dortmund too, where he wouldn't play for a couple of games and we all got freaked out and nervous, but um, I I don't think we've seen the last of him. And I I hope that when he does get another chance, he takes it. So, you know, if if we're going to talk about things that like, I don't know, fears or whatever, to me, the uh, scarier thing is the rise of Mason Mount at, um, at Chelsea, because, well, I mean, I would say they, they're kind of being deployed somewhat similarly, and he's a young player. Um, you know, due to uh, their, um, their uh, ban on signing players, they are having to turn to youth, and, and it's actually working out for them. I mean, you know, the, the, uh, the fact that they always buy so many players and send them out on loan has yeah. sort of been a positive for them and it, it in um, a way that it, it's kind of annoying too because this is a club that never ever actually played those guys yeah. they would have all these like 40 players out on loan or whatever and and none of them would ever play and all of a sudden this transfer ban has has you know we've got tammy abraham lighting things up which could mean that Giroud is on his way out and some people speculated he could go to the fire next year so there's there's your Chicago connection there with Olivier Giroud, the meaty French forehead. Could he <laughs> be playing at Soldier Field next year? I would love to see it. I, for one, would love to see it. Bring in Ozil, too. We'll just get them back together. They'll go after an FA Cup together. Uh, well, 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 the Fire would still be trying to get in the World Cup, right? They would be, yes. If, okay. Especially if Schweinsteiger stays. So, Twice. Um, and they, it sounds like they're going to have at least two, one or two designated player spots open. So yeah, this there's definitely a possibility there. So 
He's so beautiful. Um, he would be so marketable. Come see this man score goals with his meaty French forehead. <laughs> <laughs> but only if they use meaty French forehead, correct? Exactly, which I, yes. Which I believe we have just named this episode. <laughs> Arlo White might be uh, upset that you're taking his term, but but yeah, I'm just yeah, to honor him. It, But yeah, it, you know, are we nervous about Pulisic? Are we scared? If if Mason Mount can come up and and play well, and Tammy Abraham can come up and play well, um, clearly there's a place for young players there, and maybe Lamps just doesn't see it with Pulisic, or maybe there is something going on that we don't realize. Could be, but he'll be fine. He's a good player. Yeah, he, he's a he's a bit above average. I mean, still what one of the top ten largest English transfers. Yeah, it's, you know, it for some reason, for whatever reason, Mexico fans insist on comparing him to El Chucky, who is four years older, playing in an inferior league, um, but there's like this sort of inferiority complex with them that they need to tell us that El Chucky's better than, uh, than Pulisic, and I don't get, like, just, who cares? Shut up. No, no, he's not, but... Um, he's a very good player and I don't know why you need to compare him to him. Compare him to like, I don't know, Josie Altidore. And I might agree with you, but <laughs> Josie Altidore. Chucky Yikes. Did, uh, did not. Um, I mean, I, I won't say he had a bad day individually. Um, he was okay. Um, I mean, it worked out for his team today, that's for sure. Speaking of Napoli, how excited, and I'm going to hijack the show here for a moment, TJ. I, are I'm you guys, worried. how excited are you guys for the Diego Maradona uh, film that's going to be on HBO in a couple of weeks? How excited? You're, TJ's like, I was going to watch Guernsey. I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> I know. No, I, 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 I am looking forward to it. It looks incredible. Cocaine, I don't have, the mob. I don't have HBO. That said, when it shows up on Netflix or Amazon or some streaming, I will be the first one. I will watch it. Anything with Maradona fascinates the daylights out of me because this, this is a is guy. The film. This is like the, the people that did the Senna film. This, this is this is a this is the definitive Maradona film, and I, I am very excited to see it. So. Because he how, is a. How poked up is he when he's doing the documentary? I, I don't know if he's in it. Like, I don't know that they talk to him in it. But remember that scene from the last World Cup where he was sitting in the box and his eyes were like rolling back in his head and he was. That's in it. I know that's in the trailer, at least. So I'm excited to see that again. I do love a good coked up Diego Maradona. There, there, to me, that was, that was one of the more fascinating things about the last World Cup was coked up Maradona. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. the reactions. I, I was, I was the one I can remember when we were doing US Fan TV saying, "You need to have a camera on him the entire time and just make it a channel, or a picture in picture." And I, I would watch. Oh, it'd be the most fascinating watch. thing. Yeah, it just like have that on your phone while you have the game on the TV or whatever. Yeah, it'd be it, the, the game on a channel. Yeah, the game would become secondary. Watching that guy just, just be. He's, he's a manager again, apparently, isn't he? People are letting that man manage. Was it, was Mexican second division last time? Yeah, I think he's back in Argentina now. So, oh. isn't he? Um, 
should look this up. I, I feel like we should look this up. I like when we have the live viewers that can correct us and make fun of us immediately. With the podcast, we don't have that. So somebody will like comment or something on, on the podcast episode and say, these guys are dumbasses. They suck. But I won't know about that because I'm not seeing it right now. I like to see it as it happens. You know what? And I, I do agree with that. And that's something, well, maybe at some point we can figure If somebody could only figure out how to fi- fix this, but here you are. You're not you're not doing it, so. We'll put Chris on it. We'll put Chris on it. Okay. And we'll, well, Chris, for Chris, it'll be a conspiracy against us. It already is. YouTube wanted to kill us. Well, yeah. Because we were too powerful for them. He manages Club D, Gymnasia, E Escrima La Plata, which is Premier Division in Argentina. So yeah, Argentine, Argentine First Division is where he is managing. Do you say Argentine or Argentinian? Which do you say? I think I said Argentine. Which one is the correct term? I think they're both accepted. I think they're both okay. All right. Chris, what do you say? Uh, I think I use them interchangeably. Say, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think I say both. It probably just depends on the situation, how it comes out. I don't know. This is something that we should probably research, but we're not going to. So that said, yes, he he is managing in Argentina again. Now, does he get to do bumps on the field, or do they make him go back to the locker room to do bumps? That's always my question. I mean, <laughs> I think a real man does it on the field, I, right? I assume he's doing it right on the field. <laughs> hey, who's the one that was it? Was it four years? Was it the last World Cup or four years prior with with the smoking on the sideline? Would just would would light up right in the middle of the game. He's gonna be in a few years. He's gonna die in a very public way. <laughs> light himself on fire. <laughs> I, 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 I think with mouth. Maradona, with Maradona, nothing short of lighting himself on fire would meet the, the level of the Maradona awesomeness. Pants down. You know the pants are going to be down somehow. <laughs> are, are you saying he's going to go out Elvis style? <laughs> On the shitter? <laughs> My favorite Elvis story is that he would get all messed up and then shoot the TV if he didn't like the show that was on. I think that only happened once. Oh, this ain't no good. <laughs> <laughs> like that's... That's that's a real man right there. You're willing to just shoot your television screen. How did we transition from Maradona to Elvis? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's not. They're very thing. similar personalities. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are many ways in which uh, that. They did not deal well with fame. Would Elvis would Elvis been doing coke like it's going out of style if he was still alive? Oh, some kind of drug. Also, did did Elvis have any mob ties like like Maradona? I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not sure. So, um. Yeah, I'm excited about that film. What else do you want to talk about on your show, TJ? We should, I should transition back to. We talking about. You want to talk about Guernsey or something? Yeah, I mean Guernsey's. They they keep plugging along. They drew today on the road. They still haven't had home game yet because their home fields being track is being redone for the Island Games next year, which I know. Oh yeah, did they plant a forest in the middle of that one? They do not have a forest in the middle of it. No. They did that at that one stadium, I think in Austria. To raise right. Well, I don't know about that because I well, the locker stadium, which had its own forest in the middle of one point two. So, um, do we want to talk about was it what was the one's name? It was um, sorry, as I look this up as I stall, which is really bad on 
Radio Francisco, Francisco Felipe of uh, Milwaukee, yes, Milwaukee Torrent. Chris, we're going to go to you because you are right. our Milwaukee Torrent I'm going to go ahead and sit this one out. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't at the game. I was only just uh, barely back in town at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently he was saying racist things to someone from um, uh, Detroit, uh, Detroit, City. Uh, Detroit City who they, who they were playing. Um I learned about it because of Twitter. There were there were a bunch of Detroit City fans uh, like ranting about it, and I I couldn't tell what had happened because no one would actually come out and really say like what occurred. Uh, he was thrown out during the game uh, for this, and the club kind of was quiet for a couple of days, and they came out yesterday saying that. Um, he had been fired or, you know, had been released. Um, I take that to mean he said something pretty bad uh, that, that presumably the accusations are true. Uh, again, I wasn't there. And when it's, you know, such a small. Um... He's actually playing in Syria now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they want him at, uh, what is it, Cagliari? Yeah, they immediately snatched him up. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's hard to get the exact details. Uh, I, I know some people I probably could get them from, but uh, a lot of people have gone quiet because of the Twitter fights they were having over this. So I, I've sort of let it go. Uh, I'm sure. I'll but it's fair to say he said some racist coming. shit, and I, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, was released because exactly, of it. I think, I think, I don't that, think we need uh, to know the details. The facts pan out that, yeah. that that's exactly what was happening. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, apparently Syria is where he's going to go next. And speaking of, um, so apparently making monkey sounds at, at Lukaku means no fine. And apparently Inter Milan says that's a sign of respect. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, I don't. How how as we tra- like, as we transition how... into racist shit. It's 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 Italy, so whatever. Like no, but like a, think about it though. The big a, picture, whether it's 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 the the P chant in Mexico, or it's racist shit in Italy, or it's not letting women in stadiums in Iran. In Iran, yeah. What's the overarching problem here? That FIFA will not do anything about any yeah. of this. They do no. not care. No, and, and and any expecting FIFA other than li- paying lip service to anything, any sort of social cause that doesn't line their pocket is just not going to happen. They'll they'll make the press releases until they're blue in the face, you know. But right, I know. To they, the, yeah. to expect them to actually do something unless it's somebody's getting paid off somewhere behind the scenes. It's just not going to happen. It's FIFA. We know this. And hell, I, I feel like I sound like Breitbart, soccer Breitbart over there, um, and saying that just FIFA is a terrible organization in terms of those type of things. If it doesn't involve, I think you could just stop at FIFA is a terrible organization. More or less, I don't think you have to say in terms of anything. I think it's just period. And, and but what does it? What does it take? I mean. But if you're Syria, what do you what do you do? You, you make you're, are you going to take money? 
I feel like especially Syria is a league that isn't as financially sound as may appear on the surface and playing behind forcing them behind closed doors because of fans and taking fans out of the seats can destabilize some of these teams. I mean, hell, AC Milan's been close to bankruptcy several times, and that's one of the bigger teams. What do you think? One of the, some of these smaller teams that are have these racist fan bases that are gonna would would happen? I mean, follow the money is is that part of why that they don't do anything to these clubs or or to any to these national federations? It's yes, it's because the they don't actually care. Um, caring would probably cost them money, and they're not going to do that. But it, I do wonder if you're a black player. You, you know what goes on in Italy. And I, I know you want to apply your trade as long as you can and make as much money as you can. And, and, and maybe you see the team and the club as, as a fit, but you know you're going to have to deal with that shit there more than in other places. Uh, I wonder how many players have said, you know what, no, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm not going to play there. It, it does seem like you could... You know, you'd probably be willing to take less money to go play somewhere else. You know, like um, there, there's just not. I, I don't know. There, there's just an awful lot of reasons why you, it would seem an unfavorable place to to. I mean, at least Chelsea, play. with all of its racist fans, it, it's you know thousands upon thousands of racist fans maybe more uh well it's hard i mean but it's chelsea it's hard to say they, it's hard it, it's hard to say with chelsea because they've only been fans for like 20 minutes true i mean they they know immediately though we're not going to let this person on a train um, <laughs> but but seriously you know it, I, I i joke but like in most places when like look at nwsl this week with there was apparently uh, one comment uh and they took care of it. They found the person and, and banned them immediately. And I know we're dealing with smaller crowds in NWSL, but Italy just doesn't give a shit. No, and 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 I mean, you watch that was it's almost beyond that. It's it's beyond it's it's almost like not only not giving a shit. It's like no, this is what we do. And I think that's exactly sorry. it. It's like a deep South nineteen fifties kind of attitude. Like like a no. Nah. We're we're gonna continue to do this. Thanks for your your thoughts. Thoughts and prayers. It's insane. It's insane. It it is. Um, I think I, it's exactly this is this is what we do, and you don't get to speak to us otherwise because it, it's it's like um, I don't know pomposity on top of uh, like, like you know just pompous arrogance. Uh, on top of racism or whatever, the th- I mean, it's sort of like how they uh, they railroaded Amanda Knox a few years ago. Ooh, uh, this is if you want to get conspiracy Chris going, <laughs> Foxy Noxy is a great topic. We should just probably turn it the rest of it over. Enough talker. <laughs> Look, it, it it's the country that does this, and they do it because they. They can't like they, they can't accept that an Italian would do these things sort of so they have to project it onto someone else. And because of that, they let themselves do anything. They're like there are no rules kind of. 
I mean, to be, fa- no I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Juventus decided, hey, a rapist is good enough for our team. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, race. I guess if you're going to allow rapists, you might as well allow racists yeah. while you're at it. Everything about them, like you know, the the entire league is crooked. And that's and that's. I mean, there's a valid question. There is it. How much does the mafia influence that league? Look, I I've noted before. If you go check the years they win the World Cup, they're also years the league gets so overwhelmingly corrupt that someone finally does something. What are the chances that in the exact same year somebody cracked down on fixing games in a league, the league that this country comes from or plays in, is the same country that wins the World Cup? What are the chances that this corruption is so guys. extreme that even they have to go, whoa, 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 and that's the year they always win? TJ, you need a stinger that comes on whenever Chris is, is posing conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, we probably do need to develop one of those. I think that would be <laughs> that would be a good drop-in for <clears throat> something like that. I mean, but to be fair, it, but then again, isn't the irony, Chris, though, that you would think the the World Cup that just passed, which screamed corruption at every level, and what uh, do you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Why do and you yet, say this? And yet, Italy couldn't even make it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a joke we made. <laughs> I'm sure it was. It doesn't cease to be funny, but but I mean, how deep did Russia go in that tournament, and how many dodgy calls were involved with that? Yep. Yep. Look. We have success again. <laughs> so make Russia football great again. But it, but it, kind of to bring this back to somewhat on the rails is just the difference is the torrent. I get it; they're semi-pro at best for now. But um, apparently, they have a new investor coming in, and they will have enough money to join probably NISA next year or something, or USL1 is what I'm hearing. So good for them. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they've made definite strides this year, aside from kind of you know, what let us talk about them this week. Um, they're, they're definitely improved. You can see it on the field. Uh, you can see it in kind of the quality of, um, of the club itself. That uh, you know, okay. There is sort of... Um, an effort being made. Like in the past, it did kind of seem like I, I like I hesitate to even come up with sort of saying like a pickup game in the park. You know, like it was it had this feel of um, it was sort of thrown together. This actually, it, it feels like there's a club now. It feels like there's a real team there. I, I feel mean, like there, Milwaukee there is a real support, team, but Milwaukee could support an MLS team. I know that certain newspaper columnists for the <laughs> Journal Sentinel would feel that uh, uh, he's no yep. longer with the Journal Sentinel. I think he's just Shepherd no? Express now. Yeah, there, there was a newspaper columnist like ten years ago. I think Peter Wilt had floated the idea of playing at State Fair Park. That and... was the last. That was the last try. Yeah, they they were trying to get uh, get a stadium built um, in the vacant lots where uh, the new Pfizer Forum. Right, right, right. There was a there's a um, gaping hole downtown for 15 years. Ten years, yeah, yeah and, 10 or 15 years. They did nothing about it. And this guy at the at the Journal Sentinel at the time was 
railing on the fact that we shouldn't build a soccer stadium there because soccer is racist because it's only played by whites. He has apparently never heard that the entire rest of the world plays soccer, uh, people of all different colors. But um, yeah, even and even in this that, country, it... <laughs> that was also that was also I don't remember if it was that exact same article or if it was like very close to that when they put up a picture of Eddie Pope and said Freddie Adu. They, they, they did. They did. Yes. And that's when Chris and I would. Anytime there is an African-American player who is on the U.S., we would joke, oh, they're going to call him Freddie Adu. DeMarcus Beasley, oh, they're going to call him Freddie Adu. Journal Sentinel calls him Freddie Adu. Um, yeah, that, that was how little uh, the paper paid yeah. attention to it all. But anyway, um, yeah, they, they – uh, um, so yeah, the, the, there could have been a team here. Uh, Peter Wilt had all the agreements in place. We just needed the okay to build a stadium, and um, the city blocked them at every turn. The last gasp was they were going to do um, stands on like rollers in the infield of the at the uh, racetrack, right? At the racetrack yeah. at the at the state fairgrounds, they were going to roll them up to like the the, you know, the the straightaway grandstand and use that. There would be a field that they could somehow roll in and out along with the uh, um, with the stands. It doesn't and um, that was the last straw. That one got mixed as well and um and milwaukee never got an mls team it's kind of i mean austin and bold didn't and austin bold didn't do that years. much different i maybe think it of that took another 10 years before they built a stadium for the bucks in that area that guy didn't want soccer but milwaukee has hockey and stock car racing well, he probably also hated those things, but probably pro- to be fair, probably true. You got to remember, Milwaukee's also the same city that put a bowling tournament at Miller Park. <laughs> so priorities of I do think they've had professional cornhole there too. So they probably have, but I do recall distinctly <clears throat> they had a bowling tur- like a PBA tour event at Miller Park. Years, it's been a few years, but if you look it up, it, use the internet, look it up, it, it, it does exist. So I'd, I'd be a really good pro bowler. Not to say that I'm good at bowling, but I would be good at the other, the intangibles, the showmanship. You, you have the physique of a pro bowler. I do. I do. I already have that. Yes, you do. Oh. So, um, and that, Is that like, would you be um, the, uh, the Bill Murray character from... Uh, Kingpin? Um, yeah. I'd have a signature uh, celebration. Uh, I'd have, um, I would, you know, run along the fans, high five them, pump them up. Would you wear a hat? Yes. <laughs> There's no question about that. Uh, I'd have a catchphrase or two. But you don't I have one now. Like, I would scream like, right up my alley or something like that. <laughs> And then like a fake shotgun or something. Yeah, that's (laughs) it would be tremendous. That's all I'm saying. The only thing I lack is bowling skill. That that could be a problem. Is that why anybody's tuning in? Rudimentary fundamentals. Is anybody tuning into bowling because of the amazing bowling skill? No, they want the showmanship, and I could provide that. You could put me on the tour right now. I'd bowl 68, <laughs> but does, does it matter? Like, does it matter? 
I'd sell more shirts or whatever than anybody else. So that's all I'm saying. Sounds like you got to transition your career path, get out of soccer coaching and get into professional bowling. Yeah. Another career change for me. It's down the road. It's going to be professional bowler soon. You can feel it. All right. So what else would you like to talk about? You know, I'm going to regret this. But I do feel like I need to hear, especially Conspiracy Chris's opinion, because he seemed to have a couple of Arsenal's game this past weekend. And I'm curious to... I I guess I'm going to just... What the hell happened? I'll leave it to you, Well, this is the same weekend where Man City lost. Let's just say that. But that's not defending what happened with Arsenal. It's just I, I, didn't, it Watford, already, that, didn't um, Watford already fire their coach? Yeah, they Arsenal is always the team that you play right after firing your coach. Yeah, always. They there's we whatever crap team it is always gets the new coach bump when they play Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, right. Uh, Unai Emery wants to play out of the back. It's it's a lot like Greg Burhalter. Um to the point where the central defenders or outside backs are going to be under extreme pressure when they receive the ball and sometimes don't have an outlet to get rid of it or can't see that there is one and the ball is stolen and immediately the opposition is in a really dangerous position. And this happens over and over and over again. It was, it reminded me of, there was a moment in the last game where Granit Xhaka was screaming at, at Bern Leno to just hoof it forward once, despite what Unai may have wanted. Um, but what's particularly strange is that The Athletic was reporting that in training, they don't actually work on this very much. So this is just a thing that he wants to occur during the game, that the, the build out of the back, even if you're in immediate pressure, um, and I understand the theory of it, right? Like, it, if you can beat that, then then you're in really good shape and you've got numbers going forward. But they're not training in that scenario? That seems really strange to me. Look, I, I, I think this new thing about you don't have to pass out of the box uh, on goal kicks is stupid. I, I, get, I get the theory of it. In, in terms of, you know, like what you want to do to build from the back and all. But it just seems to me it's a it's a giant waste of, well, I, I guess maybe waste is, is, isn't the right word. It's, it's, it's a risk with little reward. See, I think the rule change was fine. It seemed like an unnecessary rule, but teams are taking it literally. I guess, I guess that's fair. Like, sure, what, sure. You know, it doesn't mean you have to, to play short. Yeah, yeah. You still can pass out of the box. But but I think, but Pat, you're right. It just it does seem like after, since this rule change, there's been a lot more garbage play out of the back. Teams that did it before versus te- I guess you're right. Is everybody trying it now and some teams suck at it? I But it's a, I feel like, since that rule change, you're right. It's just either more teams are trying at it or because it allows the other team, the attacking team to press quicker, you're seeing more turnovers in the back. But I feel like you're seeing that more and more frequently. And Arsenal, I get it, is case is, you know, example number one in the world we we watch. But I feel like even during, was it 
the women's world the women's world cup we i've seen it other places and it just seems like this is not uncommon anymore i i enjoy it it's really fun to watch when it works it's it's really aesthetically pleasing when a team can play out of the back and actually work the ball forward uh, without botching it immediately to one of the sideshow bobs but uh arsenal it doesn't it's not working the the like Watford outshot them something like 31 to seven. And I, so Arsenal has given up the most shots in Europe's top five leagues this year. On top of that, somebody pointed out that, that Unai has done this stuff before. Uh, he was at Sevilla, right? Then they went all those, he won a bunch of like Europa leagues with them, but, um, those, his teams there gave up the most shots in Spain at least. So, um, this is a flaw, and with Max Allegri sitting right there waiting to be had, or Jose Mourinho, um, there are guys out there who could at least get the defense sorted, and, and maybe that's something, you know, in, in three or four games, I, I could see that happening if this continues. So, is, is the rumor, what is the rumor? You've mentioned Jose more than once, and it's starting to scare Jose me. Jose is definitely... Uh, lobbying's not the right word. He's he's making. There's a lot of Arsenal talk. There's a lot of uh, in his punditry. There's a lot of. Um, it seems like maybe he's he's trying to make himself a candidate. At least that's the feeling I'm getting. Um, and is Arsenal is Arsenal really that dumb? I, I would not want to see that happen. But at a certain point, I would probably accept it just because. Um, I, I don't want to continue to see this. And I don't think we're ready to give up on Unai yet, but it also doesn't feel like Unai is going to be the one to lead us to. It, it feels like Unai was the one to take over for the legend. And then he's going to go by the wayside. And then we're going to, then we're going to hire our Louis van Hall. So maybe we're just slowly <laughs> becoming Manchester United. I, yeah. You, it's kind of interesting that you that you said that. Um, Unai for David Moyes, and then yeah, that you went yeah that you that you, I w- the first when you said that well he's you know, first one I thought of was David Moyes and, but speaking of da- David or David and David Luiz, is he sabotaging Arsenal? No, but it, it, isn't this what we thought he was? A crap defender? Yes. Well, he's, he's better than Mustafi. Marginally. I, you know, I, I think there may be something to said to to be said for the fact that um, Arsenal, no matter kind of who's in, in defense, has pretty much been the same team. And right, right. I, I think it has more to do with there's no protection from the midfield. You know, the problem is that, and this is where I think it that's does the fall bigger on Emery. point. And, yes, and this this is where this is where I think I'm turning on Emery. Like you know, I've 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 been in the boat of, um, he hasn't been here long enough. There's so much to fix. You got to give him time to do it. Uh, you can't expect, you know, a reversal of everything overnight. But his love of Shaka. Yeah, I think is 
is hurting the team. Um, you know, it, it, I, I think he doesn't maybe like Torreira. Um, he does seem to like Induzi, and and I'm okay with that. But Induzi, sort of like Shaka, has a very sharp downside, and Induzi may grow out of that. But the problem is, it's a lot to ask of a 20 year old, like to have kind of a perfectly rounded game and and he's sort of in a position where he has to so I, I think he's being given too much responsibility and i think shaka is a, is maybe one of you know three spots on the team that are like automatics in the lineup and especially if he's going to be the the actual out and out captain of the team yeah it it, it kind of makes it that you have to play him and yeah i don't should he should he be He's he's as a person, he seems like a good choice for captain. As a player, he is not. Okay. I think that's exactly right. Yeah, it, you know the problem is, while he has um, a good eye for a pass and he can play a good long ball, um, he's slow on the ball and he's not defensively minded. He makes a lot of stupid errors, which result in what does he have the most errors and the yes. most. And the most uh, penalties most conceded, and, and yeah, and most penalties conceded in the um, in the Premier League over the last three years, or whatever. Um, he makes fouls in the box so egregious. Even conspiracy Chris does not dispute that they are penalties. <laughs> generally speaking, that's what we're. T- they are not marginal. This is we're not talking about Arsenal's being screwed over again in a lot of these cases. It's just dumb shit. So, you know. My feeling is he'd be fine if he was a little farther up the field, but he's not a player that can do that exactly. So I don't know how you, I don't know how you put his like qualities in the team while still hiding his deficiencies, and and so to me he just becomes a liability. And it was kind of probably this weekend that I was sort of like, okay, I'm done with them. I, I think I, I did turn to someone and go like, all right, that was my last draw. I'm done. Um, David Louise, I, I, I think I heard, uh, what is it? He's now given up. Uh, what, whatever, whatever. I, I, um, De- I, I don't remember. David Louise exactly, but, is, um, he's, he's, he can get, he can score out of his head on a, on free on set pieces is phenomenal. His defending is crap. Let's just call it for, at this point in his career. He, I, I, mean, I think I know the stat you're talking about, Chris. I think it was something like he's given up more penalties at Arsenal than he had at Chelsea. Or his the, entire time at Chelsea. I, yeah. I think that's right. Numbers yeah. are very close, um, yeah. But anyway, like, you know, the it, it was two or something at Chelsea. So it is kind of a small sample size to say that, oh, it means something. That said, he's very few games into his career at Arsenal. I don't think the problem is him specifically. I think the problem is Arsenal. Uh, it's sort of like I didn't. I don't. I still don't totally believe that that Mustafi is is a lost cause. I just feel like this isn't the situation where he could ever succeed. Um, that yeah. In the end, he's kind of he's he's sort of like too poisoned now. There's the a way back for him if he plays well in Europa League. I assume he'll play this week. Um, maybe you could see him back, but yeah, I think it's probably too poisoned. I, I do wonder if, 
Rob Holding, now that he's healthy and, and back from visiting his Instagram girlfriend, uh, if he will be the savior we're all looking for. And then maybe, maybe you can put Callum Chambers in that defensive mid-role, put Holding with Socrates, and maybe that shores things up a little bit. I, I am looking forward to Rob Holding coming back. I think that will help things. Um, and, and, you know, in that regard, like, that is one thing that I kind of um, thought when, when we signed Louise was it's not a terrible idea to have a, a sort of short-term gap uh, or, or gap filler because presumably we've got Rob Holding coming back. Until he got hurt last year, he looked like, he was one of our center backs of the future. Uh, we have William Saliba coming in a year. You don't necessarily need or want to go splash a ton of cash on a number one starter when maybe you kind of have, you feel like you have that coming in over the next 12 months. So I, I can see why they didn't, like, you know, they didn't jump with both feet in on um, the guy from uh, Red Bull, Open Macanio or whatever it is. Um, so I, I understand the, the Louise deal and I don't think the problem is him I think there have been some I, I even think the penalty against him was was pretty weak um, the shirt pull? no 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 this 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 one uh, uh, this this weekend where like where he oh, okay. uh, stepped in front he had stepped there long before uh, yeah. I don't remember who it was dove over him. The ball was behind them. So my like I, I frankly I don't understand how that's really because a it, call because foul it, in It's in because it's place. a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy against oh, Arsenal, Chris. Oh, okay. My 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 point is just um I, I I don't think that was I think that was at best a very very soft penalty. So I, I don't know that that's what you should judge him on. But I, I, I'm, I'm just, I guess, rambling on now because my, I'm still, I, I've gotten off the point of, I think the real problem is the midfield. That, you know, we need, like, Torreira and Ganduzi out there to cover for the defense and give them some support, whereas we have Shaka who can't do it. So it just yeah. puts more pressure on them. And, you know, look, Louise is near the end of his career. Socrates is at the end of his career. Um, these aren't necessarily guys you want to to have to rely on day in and day out. Much less to rely on as your absolute number one and two. Numbers one and two. Yeah, agreed. It's, uh... So I, I think if, you know, some of the defense was shuffled around a little, uh, if, if Shaka wasn't a sacred cow, um, Maybe you see some of these things look better for the defense anyway. And and hopefully Rob Holding fixes a lot of things. And Sounds like you guys got a yeah. lot of faith in him fixing a lot of things right now. I, I don't know that I do. <laughs> is, I like him a lot. Or is, it, or is it just there's really nothing else out there and that's kind of all you got left before you kind of accept their fate of just above mediocrity? Um. Mm. I, I just want them to be fourth place. That's all I want them to be okay. right now. I, I, and then next guys, year we can... You guys miss Mkhitaryan yet? No. One game with one game with Roma, one goal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, no, it's it's. I'm I'm glad to have moved on from Mickey. All right. All right, we're at an hour and three, so this is the Mini Van Dad Soccer Pod. It can be found at Mini Van Dad Pod on Twitter. And we have, of course, we have Hat Guy. Pat, you got any final words for us this evening? No. Outstanding. I would expect nothing less from you. And, of course, we're also joined by Conspiracy, the Soccer Breitbart Conspiracy. Chris, do you have any final words for us after your long diatribe on Arsenal? Our, arsenal th- our weekly arsenal therapy session, I guess, would be the best way of phrasing it. I have nothing else. All right. So, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Come find us at, at Minivan Dad Pod. Give us our questions. Please give us questions so we don't have to devolve into arsenal therapy session. But maybe that's an important thing for them. So, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again soon. Minivan Dad. Minivan Dad. Minivan Dad. Soccer Pod. With TJ.